you have a Bible, let's turn to Genesis chapter 39 tonight. Genesis chapter 39 tonight. Uh, I'm going to read a few verses and skip around and read some more verses. And then we'll get right on into the message tonight. And I uh, hope it's a blessing to you tonight because it's a blessing to me. So uh, we'll get to that. Uh, Genesis chapter 39, verse number 1. And Joseph was brought down to the Egypt, and Potiphar and an officer of the Pharaoh, captain of the guard, and the Egyptian brought him on the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And the master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hands. Look down to verse number 20. And Joseph, master, took him and put him to, into prison, a place where the king's prisons were bound, and he was in there to prison. And the Lord was with Joseph in the prison. Uh, but the Lord was with Joseph, and they showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand to all the prisoners that were in the prison. And whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. And the keeper of the prison looked, no, looked not to anything that was under his hand, because the Lord was with him, and that he, which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Let us pray. Father, we come before you thanking you tonight, Lord. Thank him for your mercy and grace and love. Father, we've heard a prayer request. Those names have been mentioned, Lord, the, the ones that need to be touched by the hand of God this evening. Lord, we just pray that hand touched them. Help us tonight, Lord. Empty himself and fill him with thy spirit. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Four times in your hearing that I read this a while ago, uh, uh, the Lord was with Joseph or the Lord was with him. In this chapter, and that's what I want to preach on tonight, the Lord was with Joseph. And, and you wonder, what good does it tell me that the Lord was with Joseph all those years ago, 2,000, 3,000 years ago, and how would it help me tonight? Because God is no respecter of persons tonight. And God was with his children back yonder in Egypt, and he was with Joseph thousands of years ago, that same God will be with you and I today in which we live in. The Bible said, for whatsoever the things that were written aforetime were written while learning that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. And if Joseph had the hope of the Lord and what Joseph faced and the Lord was with him through all his troubles and through all his trials and when you and I can rest on the fact that God will be with us as well. Amen. Joseph's life comes in focus in chapter 37. A lot has gone on from chapter 37 to chapter 39. The Bible said in uh, chapter 37, Joseph, he was 17 years old. We found that, uh, that the loved ones of Joseph had hurt him. The ones that stripped him of his coat of many colors. And his father, that his father had given him. The people that threw him in the pit uh, and spoke of killing him. And, and people that pulled him out of that pit and sold him into the hands of the slave uh, traders. They were, these were not enemies. Uh, uh, these were not uh, strangers. But these were those that knew Joseph. And these were of his own uh, flesh and blood. Amen. That old song that they sing... You always hurt the one you love the most. It seems to me that Joseph 
knew what it was like to be hurt by the ones that he had loved him, the one that he loved the most. Uh, and then in, and we find that Satan had hindered uh, him. Behind the scenes of Joseph's life is not only the Lord uh, God working and uh, in the shadows and directing and, 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 and shoving, uh, moving Joseph alone uh, uh, and trying to give God the glory, but we also behind the scenes uh, uh, is the adversary. His name is the devil. The, his name is Satan. His name is Lucifer. We find that uh, you can always get a news update. And many times things come to your life that God means uh, uh, good, but the devil devil is trying to use them for evil tonight. There is a God in heaven working for you and I. He's trying to help you out. But there is a devil that is trying to hinder everything that God is doing in your life. It wasn't God that made his brothers throw him in the pit. It wasn't God that made Potiphar's wife lie on him to get him thrown in the prison. God was using it to, to, for his glory, but the devil was behind the scenes trying to uh, hinder what God was trying to do. Listen to what I'm about to say. God can take the devil when the devil is doing something in your life and still bring glory, still bring glory into God. And he can use it for the good. No matter what the devil does, if you let God get a hold of it, God can bring it to glory. In the old days, in the in the old days, in films and pictures, uh, uh, they were made in the dark. You had to take them into a dark room to, to develop the pictures. Let me tell you what, a lot of times that God can work in your life is in those dark times of your life and God can develop, develop you and God can mold you. It's in the dark hours that, that God can bring, uh, that bring it to the light in your life. But in spite of all that we find the Lord helped him in one of the darkest chapters of Joseph's life, Joseph's lied on, he is mistreated, put in the prisons for years. In the darkest chapter of Joseph's life, we find a reoccurring theme. We find something keeps coming back in the forefront. We find God, uh, the Holy Ghost, to put in the dark uh, uh, chapter of uh, Joseph's life. We find he puts there four times. And he said, the Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was with him. The Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was with him. God doesn't want you to miss this fact. God doesn't want you to miss. Even in the darkest hours of life that you and I face, and we can face in dark times, when even the, 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 everything in our life is messed up, turned upside down, those that walk with God, those that lean on God and seek God's face, God will be there. Even when you cannot see the hand of God working in your life, even when you cannot feel God, you can trust the heart of God that He's with you no matter what you're going through. Even when Joseph felt like God was nowhere around and Satan was hindering everything that was going on in his life, there was an unseen hand at work in Joseph's life. Notice in verse 1, I mean verse 2 and 3. The Lord was with him in verse 
21 and 23, the Lord was with him. But in verse 2 and 3, when it says the Lord was with Joseph, everything in Joseph's life was good. Everything that uh, uh, Joseph was, uh, was doing was prosper. Uh, we would call it being on the mountaintop uh, when everything's going right in your life uh, and everything is going the way you want it to go and you know, every situation is going like you want it to go. Uh, and, and the Bible says, and the Lord was with Joseph. But in verse 21 and 23, Joseph is not on the mountaintop. He's not there anymore. He, he's down in the prison. He's, uh, he's way down in the valley. Uh, just because he is not, uh, not on the mountaintop, uh, just because not everything's going right in his life, does not mean that God has forsaken him. It does not mean God has turned his back on him. Just because things are not going the way you want it, that, that same God that was with him on the mountaintop, that same God was with him when things were going good in his life, that same God in the midst of his valleys, in the midst of the prison, is the same good God is going to be with him then. God has not forsaken him. God has not left his back. God has not turned his back on him. And let me just say this. You and I could be the same day when God is with us on the mountaintop. And I love those mountaintop experiences. I love to shout when I'm on the mountaintop experience. But I've got to realize that same good God on the mountaintop is the same good God when I'm down in the valley when things ain't going right. I'm messed up. I'm turned upside down. That same God is with me. Amen. He's still the God when the sun is shining. He's still God when it ain't shining. He, he's still God when you got good health, uh, you got money in your pocket, and you got food in your pantry. He's the same God when you ain't got good health. When a doctor's looked at you and said, hey, uh, you ain't got no good health coming your way. And he's the same God when you ain't got a down to your hand. He's the same God when you don't have a friend around you. That is the same good God that's with you at all times. God was with Joseph. The same good God is there with you and I. Give you three quick things tonight. I want to show you some things why the Lord was with Joseph. Things that Joseph was doing in his life that I feel that if you and I could take and do these things in our life and live the way Joseph was living we can have the Lord with us. Now, I would venture to say that every one of us will say, I'd love to have the Lord with me, no matter what I'm going through. You may be in here saying, hey, I'm going through a deep time in my life. I'm going through a dark time in my life. This may be the darkest chapter of your life, but let me just say that that same good God was when you're on the mountaintop with things going right, it's going to be with you in your darkest hour. Amen. Three things that Joseph did in his life that I believe you and I can do the same thing to help us out. The Lord was with Joseph because he was a dreamer. If you go back to chapter 37, verse number 5, and the Bible said, and Joseph dreamed a dream. In the first commentary that we read about Joseph, we find out Joseph, that he was a dreamer. Can I tell you that the Lord is with those that dream tonight? 
Amen. Now, now I'm not talking about those dreams that, that before you go to bed, you eat you some ice cream and a pickle and go to bed and have hallucinations and stuff. That's not a dream. I'm talking about having dreams, aspiration of God, wanting to do something in your life, and God wants you to do something in your family, and, and aspiration of God to move in the church. I, I'm talking about the dreams that, that you want to be a blessing to somebody else's life down the road. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about these some dreams that people come up with. Amen. I, I seen the movie one time called The White Buffalo. Charles Bronson sitting in a theater watching this thing and that going, coming at me like that. For weeks, I dreamed about that white buffalo chasing me all over Europe. It chased me into a mountain. It chased me up the mountain. It chased me down in the uh, tunnels. That buffalo chased me everywhere I went. I ain't watched that movie since. It was a good movie. But I'm not talking, I'm talking about dreams. Uh, it, it's not wrong for a child of God to have dreams. Uh, wanting God to do something in your life. Uh, wanting God to do something in your family's life. Uh, wanting to move you. Uh, God may have gotten something going in your life that put you a place in the ministry. And, and it's not bad for God, uh, 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 not bad for you to be in a place that God has put you. But it's not bad for you to have dreams of aspiration to bring God the glory. And every one of us should be dreaming of something about bringing God to glory. Amen. And every one of us should be wanting to have uh, dreams in our life that brings God to glory. And we want to be moved by God. And we find that Joseph was a dreamer. We find that those dreams are the one of the dreams that got him into trouble. And let's be honest. When they took Joseph, when they, Joseph told him, told his brothers, said, I had a dream. My lambs stood up and your lambs bowed down to him. Amen. He's telling his brothers this. And they take him and they throw him in a pit and they're about ready to kill him. And, and they talk about it and Joseph's in that pit and he hears them talking about they wanting to kill him. And they pull him up out of this pit and they put, sell him into slave trade. Now, I'm just got to tell you this. If that was me, if they done stripped the coat of many clothes off my back, if they done thrown me in a pit and I could hear them talking about, well, let's just kill him and get it over with. When they pull me out of that pit, they got an ear for him. I wouldn't be calm, collective. I wouldn't be at ease. I would tell, I would, they would know I was upset. Uh, I might have been cussing at them. I've been threatening them. I'm going to get you. I'm going to keep. That would have been me. But that ain't what Joseph did. That's not Joseph. Joseph wasn't like that. We find that Joseph dreamed. And Joseph was said to him, said, even though my dreams right now has gone from a special dream to shattered dreams. But he said, I believe God can take a shattered dream and turn it into a sweet dream somewhere down the road. When, when things don't go the way you're wanting them to go, when the dreams don't turn out the way you want them, hold on to them. Keep on dreaming. Don't give up. Because God can turn those shattered dreams into sweet dreams down the road. 
In fact, we find that Joseph had some far out dreams in his life. We read about them. His brother thought, his brothers thought he was crazy. The dreams that he was dreaming. The Lord was with Joseph because he was dreaming. The Lord was with him because he was disciplined. Even as a young man, Joseph learned something about being disciplined in his life. That, 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 that just means to be trained by instructions and trained by exercise and, and to bring yourself into a state of order in obedience and control. He was disciplined in a couple of areas of his life. He was disciplined in his flesh. When you read chapter 37 and you read about it, Joseph being thrown into that pit and, and being stripped of his many, uh, a coat of many colors and sold in the hands of the slave traders, if that had been you and I, we would have come undone. But Joseph didn't. He keeps his flesh in check. He doesn't go off on the deep end. I see a lot of Christians go off on the deep end a lot of times, but Joseph keeps that flesh in check. Joseph's sin, not with his lips. Joseph is always saying the right thing and doing the right thing, if you study his life. Even we find in chapter 39 when Potiphar's wife comes and, and tries to get Joseph to lay with her, it would have been easy. Nobody had been around. Nobody was there. It would have been easy for Joseph to go ahead and say, and say yes, I, I guess I'll do it. But look what verse 8 and 9 says. But he refused and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master walked not what is with me in the house. He have commanded that all that he had to be my hand. There is none greater in this house than I. Neither have he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? He was more worried about his relationship with God then he was worried about his relationship with man. His discipline of flesh to where it did not hinder his relationship with the Lord. He, he, he thought more of his relationship with God than what he had with man. And let me just say this. If you got the right relationship with God, you're not going to worry about your relationship with man because God will bring that in order too. He, he had discipline of the flesh. He was disciplined in his field. You said, what in the world are you talking about in his field? Joseph had four fields of ministry in his life. Four fields of ministry in his life. Four different, different spheres of ministry where God had planted him in his life. He, he starts out in his parents' house. Then he goes to Potiphar's house. Then he goes to the prison house. And then he goes to the palace house. Four different areas of ministry that Joseph had the ventures to minister to. You go, go home and read chapter 37 to chapter 50. And you'll see the areas of Joseph's life he served in. 
What else you'll find? You'll find in all four, listen, in all four of those fields that Joseph served in, he was faithful. He was faithful. In all these areas, he was faithful. It didn't matter where God had planted him. Uh, he just bloomed. He prospered. And he got promoted. He got moved up. I'm sure Joseph did not want to be at Potiphar's house. I'm sure that. He would rather have been at his parents' house. I'm sure that. But I'm just saying this. He says, uh, but while I am here, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep on serving God. I'm going to keep on being faithful to God. He says, no matter where I'm at, I'm going to be faithful to God. And you and I it could be the same way. It doesn't matter where God has planted you at. It doesn't matter where God has moved you at. You still can be faithful to God wherever God has put you at. Amen. He was down in the prison falsely accused and been in prison for years. But he's there. He doesn't know why he's there. But he brings glory to God while he's there. You know, he could have went into prison and had a real bad attitude when he got there. And that keeper could have looked at him with his bad attitude and said, you know what, you just might be guilty of this. But Joseph goes in with the right attitude. He says, I, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know, understand why I'm here. But while I'm here, I'm going to bring glory to God. I'm going to have the right attitude. And Joseph had the right attitude. No matter what situation he was in, Joseph had the right attitude. The Bible says, be you steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. That means no matter where you at, no matter what you're doing, you ought to be bringing glory to God no matter what you're doing. Amen. You might not want to be where you're at, but God has planted you there. You ought to just bring glory to God. Amen. You find this, you never find in the Bible where Joseph start murmuring. I understand Baptists, we get something go wrong in our life. Get that old pooch lipped out there. So, oh, Lord, why is it happening to me? You know what I've gone through so far, and I'm having to go through. Joseph doesn't do that. You could say this, uh, uh, when life throws you lemon, just make lemonade. I heard a new phrase, when life throws you lemon, make orange juice and let them all wonder how you did it. <laughs> Amen. But wherever God has planted you, Bring glory to God. Bring glory to God. Joseph never murmured. He never cried. He never complained. Well, everywhere, you notice this. If everywhere you see Joseph go, you see that he gets promoted and moved up. And the reason why he's doing getting promoted and moving up is not because what Joseph did. It's because of what Joseph, who he serves. He's serving God. He's giving God the glory. And you know what? If you're serving, oh, get a hold of this. If you're serving God and bringing God the glory, people around you are going to see it. Hey, Potiphar's, he saw what he said. Hey, he, he, this man is prosperous. He, he knew something was like, he said, something's wrong. Something about this guy ain't like the rest of them. Even when he got down in the prison, hey, he said, hey, look at this man. Uh, he, he's got an attitude, something like that. They probably made him in charge. Even when he gets to the palace, he is promoted, second in command. He doesn't whine and complain. But boy, do we get a lot of our people 
No, it's too hot in here. It's too cold in here. Seat's too hard. Seat's too soft. Amen. I'm just saying that. We do. You ain't none of you in prison. Ain't none of you been thrown in a pit. Amen. How many of you bringing glory to God sitting in church? Oh, it's just too hot up in here. Oh, it's just too cold. I just don't know if I can sit on this hard pew. Amen. We ain't bringing God the glory. And you start shouting, bringing God the glory, no matter what, wherever God has planted you at, you bring God the glory. We see that the Lord was with him because he was a dreamer. Always dream. And Joseph, he was promoted everywhere he goes. You know, his father made him a coat of many colors. That's the sign of royalty, promoted him. So whatever Joseph did, he, he brought glory to God. We see that, that the Lord was with him because he was disciplined in his life. This one I really want to get a hold of. The Lord was with him because he was a dictation. dictation. One of the greatest pictures in the Old Testament of the Lord Jesus Christ is given 13 chapters in Genesis. If you read the Bible in Genesis, God creates the heavens and earth and all the elements thereof, and it's only one chapter. When you start reading about Joseph's life, there's 13 chapters concerning Joseph. The reason why only one chapter through the creation of heavens and earth and 13 to Joseph, God is more concerned about his son than he is everything else. And when he sees the, uh, the depiction of Joseph being a, uh, that of Christ, we're going to learn more about him. He was like Christ in his forgiveness. His brothers come up to him when he's uh, in the palace. And here again, he, he got that flesh and checked it. Been me and says, you know what? I've been through some lot of stuff. I've gone through some stuff. And the reason I went through it was because you, y'all going to get it. Y'all going to get it. I'm, about re- I'm through with y'all. I'm through it. I'm through with y'all. Y'all might as well go on back. I ain't helping. Nah, I ain't just, I don't want to. But that's not Joseph. Joseph forgives. Now, he, he makes them sweat for a little while, but he forgives. Amen. If you want to have Christ in your life, you want the Lord to be with you, you ought to start learning how to forgive some forgiveness. Amen. We need to learn how to forgive people. Amen. It's easy to, to uh, let things run away in our mind and get angry and get uh, uh, feeling bad about somebody or, or getting uh, riled out by somebody. But let me tell you what, when God says you want to have... A, uh, depiction of Christ in your life, you better have some forgiveness in your life. Amen. Well, you don't know what they did to me. Let me tell you what. Y'all just don't know what they did to Christ. And even hanging on the cross, he said, Lord, he said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what to do. That's forgiveness. And we ought to learn how to have forgiveness. You want the Lord to be with you. You're going to have to have some forgiveness in your life. If you want the Lord to be with you, you've got to be faithful. You've got to be faithful. We see the faithfulness of Joseph. 
Bible said that the Lord Jesus Christ is faithful and true. Great is thy faithfulness. If you want the Lord to be with you, you need to learn how to be faithful. Faithful. I told you the other day, I, I believe the devil is more faithful to the house of God than some of the members of the house of God. I really believe that. But if you want your life to shine and God to be with you, you're going to have to learn forgiveness and being faithful in your life. The Bible said that we ought to, to be living epistles known and read of all men. In other words, you ought to be a living, walking, talking Bible. And the reason why he says that because most people you come in contact, you're the only Bible they're ever going to read or see. And if you have the Lord with you, you'll be what they need. We can be like Joseph. We can do like Joseph. We can, we can be a dreamer. We can dream things. Lord, we need to do that. We can just have those dream things. But we also need to know that we have the discipline in our lives. We ought to know that we need to show Christ in our lives. He, if you want the Lord to be with you, you've got to be more like Christ. More like Christ. God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. I'd like to say that we all arrived, but I'm telling you what, we haven't arrived. I, I, we haven't arrived until we arrive there. Amen. When I see Jesus face to face. But while we're here, while we're still here, we need to do what the Lord has commanded us. Don't let what this world is going through, don't let what our government is telling you to do, don't let that hinder you of what God has called you to do. God has called you to be an ambassador in this world of Christ. And if you got Christ in you and you start showing Christ in this world, you know what? It don't take, you know, 12 men. 12 men. When Christ departed and went back to heaven, 12 men, look where we're at today. And I think a church like this can share the gospel enough to see a great thing done in this community. God has been good to us.